Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. The other night, I read out an email and I got a huge reaction, but we didn't get much time to talk about it. So I said it to Ashton, let's talk about it today, because obviously during the day, it's a slightly different audience. And maybe you, you, the audience during the day tend to be a little bit more empathetic and understanding of people. Hi, Niall. I listen to your show all the time and I appreciate the advice that your listeners give. My neighbour's daughter lost her job, as many of us did, at the start of the pandemic and went on a PUP payment, as her mother proudly boasted to anyone that would actually listen. Her, her job reopened at the start of June, but she chose not to go back. Not only has she chosen to stay on the PUP payment, instead of going back to work, her mother is also telling anyone that will listen that she also has been working on the local takeaway doing deliveries, making a substantial amount of money since her job shut down and getting paid off the books, i.e. cash. I'm livid about this. I think it's so unfair that she's getting a PUP payment earning money on the side and refusing to even go back to her tax-paying job. I really want to report her because I don't think it's fair that my tax is paying for this. I'd rather, or I'd much rather, someone who actually got is stuck for the money got it. My wife, my wife thinks I should mind my own business and say nothing. I'd love to know what your listeners think. Now, let's put this into perspective. So, she lost her job. We don't know what she worked in. She could have been part-time. Uh, going back at the start of all this, a year and a half ago. Um, she's been on a PUP payment, maybe three fifty. We're guessing here, okay? And on top of that, she's working t- doing takeaway deliveries. Now, I know people doing takeaway deliveries. Some of them are good and efficient. And they can earn up to five or six hundred euro a week, you know, on a few nights a week doing takeaways. So, with tips and everything else. And she's not paying tax on that. And she's getting the three fifty PUP payment as well. So, realistically... There's two crimes being committed. One of fraud, she shouldn't be claiming the PUP payment. And the second one is she's not paying tax on a job, which is quite common. Now, I'm not going to have a go bear, by the way, at, you know, your plumber who comes to the door and fixes your boiler and gets 40 quid. Or the, the lad who, you know, fixes a few bricks out your front garden on a wall and gets 30 quid cash. I'm not having a go with those people. Certainly not. There's a black economy out there. We accept that. And there always has been. Yes, I just want to point it out to you because obviously I'm a broadcaster and I have to let you know it's legal. But I accept the black economy. But when somebody is... I suppose, making an obvious effort to defraud taxpayers. Do you believe you have a moral responsibility to report them? Now, I know going back in time there about four years ago, Leo Varadkar, when he was uh, Minister for Social Protection, had this kind of ingenious idea and campaign of a snitch line, so to speak, where it was a phone number you rang if you wanted to report somebody who was in breach of uh, social welfare rules and regulations when it comes to collecting payments. And people kind of castigated him for it and said, stop pitting people against one another, that's terrible, Leo. And he pulled back on the campaign and that was the end of that. Because the Irish were kind of saying, snitches get stitches and we're not a, a nation of rats and stop turning us against each other and it's not our job to report them, it's up to you to catch them, all that kind of stuff. So, I want to know, what would you do in that situation? What should this wife or husband do? He knows this girl next door is working and not paying tax. He knows she's claiming a PP payment. And he knows that her old job have actually offered her a job back, but she won't take it. Which is quite common at the moment. That's happening at the moment until her PP ends, probably. Um, because she figures she's better off, probably. So would you report her? That's the question. Now, you have a civic duty to do so. But would you do it? And the number is 087-188-0008. Would you report somebody who you saw blatantly defrauding the state? Or would you go, 
Not my business. Not my problem. Not my monkey. Not my circus. I'm not getting involved. What would you do? The number is 087-188-0008. Breida, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Breida? I'm Grant Nile. How are you? I'm good, Breida. I mean, look, it's a difficult situation, particularly if you live near the person or know the person, but you can do it anonymously if you wanted to. So would you do it? I think the road I would go down is I go and speak to the owner of the restaurant where or whatever the place is that she worked and say, why have you not reported her to social welfare saying that she's not, she's refused her job? Like, they have to cut this off now. People that are not taking their jobs back have to get nothing. Cut them off from immediately. And I don't know if I'd go and report them about getting the money on the side because they're neighbours and whatever else. And, you know... You'd have an idea who's after after snitching, as you called the word a minute ago, on you. You know, it's 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 kind of it's a, it's a it's a dilemma because if there were just somebody you knew down the road and working neighbours or new or whatever, maybe. But it's, I just think you could be opening a huge can of worms there. Why they know you did it, like because they told you. Yes. Well, yeah. I, see, I get the impression from the email that the mother obviously told this husband, uh, maybe they live next door, he told her over the garden fence or something, I don't know. But she, but the way it's worded, anybody who's willing to listen. So it does suggest the mother's a bit of a gossip and doesn't care who she tells. Well, then, look at, yeah, then report her. Absolutely. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm sorry, I was on 30% pay last year for, for, for five months and struggled badly. But I didn't go off and get any money on the counter to me. I had to survive on what I had, and that's yeah. the way it was. As a lot of people did, yeah. Yes. Of course, yeah. And, uh, you know, and some people have not been lucky enough to get their jobs back. And I just think, and, and it seems to be, and, and I could be lambasted now for saying this, but it seems to be the millennium that don't want to go back to work. Okay, what? Are they, are they like the spoiled generation? Is that? Yeah, the spoiled generation. Like, why would I go back to work and get 350 euros into my hands a week? Well, I mean, that was the case because there was a lot of, you know, kids. I would say kids, I mean 18 to 25-year-olds who were working in cinemas, who were working in retail, maybe part-time at the weekends. Yeah. All of a sudden were turfed out of their jobs and because of COVID and they were getting either 203 or 350 a week. Yeah. And they weren't earning that much. They were probably only earning 150 or 180. Yeah. So why, because it was part-time, so why would they want to go back to work? But then, but they have to go back to work. Well, like, no, they do, you're right. I mean, because yeah. the economy has to go back to the way it was at some point. And, and this, this is not a never-ending pot, or, you know, it's not a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that you're, you know, it's not, if this is going to end. But well, I the think, PUP payment has cost the state billions, billions. Yeah, and, and the other thing these, these little darlings don't seem to realise is they have to pay the tax back on this too. Yeah. Like this is not a freebie. Like tax will have to be paid back on this and they're going to be paying that back for the rest of their adult life. Well, I'm just reading an article. One in 10 PUP recipients are that generation you're talking about, students. Uh, Yeah. That's one in 10. You know, so, I mean, the latest data from the Department of Social Protection shows that 228,000 people received a PUP payment uh, on the week of June the 29th. That same week, just under 24,000 or 10.5% of these recipients were students, according to the Minister of Social Protection. But, I mean, what did they do before the PUP payment came? Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of things are now reopened, you know. So if you've been offered your job back and you refuse to take your job back, it's up to, I, I, as an owner, if I was had a, like a, a business and I had people that were refusing to come back to work, I'd be onto the social welfare straight away saying they refuse to take their job back. 
and then throw it away or cut them off straight away. It's See, there, 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 are, there is going to be the argument and people will say, as long as the PUP payment is available, by the way, they'll turn around and say, well, I don't feel comfortable going back to work yet, you know, and I have an underlying condition or I feel vulnerable then, or I have a granny with an underlying condition or... Ah, uh, sorry. I, no, no, no. But, but, that's, but that's what people will argue, you know. But I, mean? I, have, I have a father who's nearly 95 and I had to go to work and I had to be very careful put masks on and sanitise and everything else. I mean, I'm sorry, but I, at this stage now, I think people are using this as an excuse. I mean, Richie you- says, believe me, he says, I ain't defending these little millennial darlings, but who the you-know-what spoiled them in the first place? In other words, who spoiled them? Well, the government did, and we did, I suppose, by allowing well, no. that to happen. But I know everybody had to get compensated for what happened. I get that. No, but I mean, my, my daughter's 20, heading for 21. I mean, she's, she's worked all through it. She was lucky the job she, that she had, the part-time job she had, it kept, it kept going during the whole pandemic. But I mean, she was on the lines there meeting people every day and had to wear a mask and everything else. But if she had turned around and said to me, oh, I'm, I'm not going to go back into work, I would have went, eh, kick up your bum, missus, out the door. Out the, the door. Out the door you go. Okay, but getting back to the other, the other ones, you would be cautious about reporting them. But if it was somebody that you didn't know and you didn't think it was going to come back to you, you do believe there's a civic duty to report somebody who's blatantly abusing the system. Now, not, yeah. not just defrauding the, the rev- or the social welfare, but obviously defrauding the, the revenue commissioners as well. Yeah. I mean, so we'll, we'll, then we'll stay there because I want to go to Charles as well. Charles, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How you doing, Charles? How you doing, Al? Okay, Charles, you're, you're saying it's no one's business. I don't think so. Um, I, agree, I agree with a lot, what, lot of what that lady just says there. Uh, the whole thing should be scrapped at this stage and people should be made to go back to work and if they don't want to go to work... Well, this is obviously if their job is available, yeah. yes. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, yeah, definitely. And people are using it as a crutch now to be all this, oh, I'm not going back. But I just think it's nobody's business. I mean, like... If that person is sitting there all high and mighty saying, oh, and you know, and I, I, I might say, that girl might know something about him. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, but, yeah, but if, you've got, if you've got somebody like, claiming 350, let's just say 350 on a PUP payment, working in the local Chinese takeaway or takeaway and earning, you know, I don't know, four or 500 quid out of that a week, uh, you know, including tips as well, not paying a bean in tax. I mean, between the, both of them, they're probably coming out with seven or 800. And that's, yeah. that is taxpayers' money. I mean, it's like, okay, can I ask you a question, Charles? You're walking down the road, right, in your estate, and you see somebody climbing in the window of a house, a burglar. Would you walk past and say, that's not, it's not my business, not my monkey, not my circus, or would you ring the police? I'd probably attack the situation head on. I'd probably ring the police force. I'd probably go and try and get grabbed out of the house. Well, for okay, well, yeah, well but obviously you would thing. react, no, but you would ring the guards eventually, obviously. Yeah, but that's, but that's, a pers- that's a personal person's like property or something, and you know what I mean. Yeah, like, but but, but they mean, they, yeah, but the money she's claiming is yours and breeders and everybody else who works. No, we understand that, but I mean, it's again, it's it's a victim. It's like the whole thing is has been set up, and this like they're they're availing of something that the government gave them that I don't think they should have given them in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like I, I understand the whole the whole PUP payment is bad. Of course, it was needed because they were stopping people from work. But I mean, like as long as they're going to keep keep doling it out. People are going to take it. It's, it's human nature to just take what you can get, and that's. And, you know, and I'm not, not, disag- I'm not disagreeing everyone. with that. It's every man for himself or every woman for themselves, as the oh, case yeah. may be. But in saying that, when you're doing what you're supposed to do, and I'm assuming, I don't know whether you work or not, Charles. Uh, do you work? Yeah, I work for okay, and Breda works as well. So when you're when you're doing what you're supposed to do, and you're working a job, and you're paying your taxes and everything else, 
And then meanwhile, you know, Johnny down the road is on the welfare, let's say. Forget about the PUP payment for the minute. Yeah, and yeah. he's going out every morning and he's a builder's labourer or something and getting cash into hand every single day. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, the lad or the girl that might do an odd nicks or here and there, get a few quid cash. Yeah. Look, that's been done all over the country. That's the black economy and it's an important part of the economy too, to be honest with you, uh, the cash society. But in saying that, if somebody is blatantly doing it and defrauding the system, do you believe you have a responsibility to say something? No, I don't. No. What they're taking is, is they're adding tax onto you for the next 10 to 15 years. So they can have all the freebies they want, no tax, living a great life, you know, able to go out for dinner, do drinks, whatever they want. But then you and I are going to have our taxes increased. Okay, and I understand that argument. But do you understand the tiny, tiny percent of, of taxes that comes from that economy, whereas the waste that the government have went in trillions upon trillions not only for this so-called what's going on at the moment but for the last 50 years or whatever the trillions upon trillions that the government has wasted and given to each other and like what you're talking about is a literally point not percent of what that money would actually be you're paying back we're, we're going to our kids and their grandkids are going to be paying back the money that was that was borrowed for the last year and a half for the next 80, 90 years it's, oh yeah, that, I know that. that yeah, yeah, no, we understand that, but that, that's the bigger picture. If you take the whole PUP and the the, the whole pandemic area, take that emotional thing out of it. This is exactly what Noel was talking about earlier on. Uh, Leo Bradshaw a couple of years ago, trying to pit people against each other. If you, if you, if, if if the government can keep us fighting amongst ourselves over a tiny percentage of oh, your next door neighbour taking the labour when they're taking billions out of the country, the farmers, the fisheries, the gas, the oil, all this kind of stuff—not oil, sorry, gas. Oh, this one, just giving them to foreign entities and just giving away every natural resource we have. Okay, and then, I mean, I, I, well, let me, let me, I mean, Brida, Charles makes a good point. You can't speak out of both sides of your mouth. In other words, you can't tell the people, don't be doing this, don't be doing that because, you know, it's immoral, it's it's wrong, you're not part, you're part of society, you shouldn't be defrauding society. Meanwhile, you know, we've known throughout the years, the politicians not only defraud, and so many of them have, and they're corrupt, but they also squander money. I mean, only this morning, the conversation on radio, a lot of radio stations this morning was about the children's hospital and the idea that it might not be ready for another four years and the bill has probably doubled again because money is being squandered So, and money is being squandered on COVID too to some regard too because it's not being well thought out so you know you can't turn around Breda and tell everybody else to report somebody else meanwhile yourself in government are squandering taxpayers money oh, I completely agree with you there Niall but I mean like we as a society have let this government do this so in in one in, in we we built the rock on our shoulder ourselves. I mean, Iceland years ago when things went wrong in the last recession, they sacked everybody from the government and they put in people with degrees who knew how to do economists and everything else that knew how to run a country. What do we do? We went ah, sure, look, and I lie over and see how much more you can, you know. Yeah, but in this country, we don't really have an option. You have three, well, the Labour Party are not really around very much at the moment, but you you have four political parties, essentially. And, you know, there was a time in government where we had opposition. We don't have opposition anymore. We don't see much opposition. They're all in each other. But they're all singing from the same hymn sheet, so it's irrelevant who you vote for, really, isn't it? Exactly. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, Sinn Féin are meant to be opposition at the moment. I mean, they've been there for a year and a bit as opposition. I haven't heard very much from them at all. No, I mean, I'm sorry, you know, what, there was, they were allowed, was it three from Sinn Féin and three from Fianna Fáil had to be there to do a voting. 
um, when they wanted to bring in this law that, you know, they can tell us basically what we have to do. But they weren't there because the opposition side couldn't turn up or something. I don't really understand it fully. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to me, that's, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Sure, I mean, like, what's the point of Mary Lou shouting and roaring before an election and then doing nothing when she gets in there? Exactly. You know? Well, she will, she will claim no, that obviously no, no, she is no, doing no, something. Yeah, but go, go on. Sorry, Charles. No, so you're, you're, you're just saying there that the government can't be telling us to do whatever we want to do or to, to, to grasp each other up or whatever that kind of well, that, well, that, well, that was the, no, no, Let me just clarify what I'm talking about. That was the argument no, I, four I, years I, ago when Minister, Minister for uh, Social Protection was Leo Varadkar and he set that campaign up. If you remember the campaign at the time. Yeah. yeah. But no, what you're saying is you're saying that the government can't kind of... Uh, oh, speak from both sides of their mouth, yeah. Well, while they're squandering money, but they're not squandering money, you know, they're giving to each other. I mean, look at the amount of money that's going towards this, this PCR test and carry on now with Amanda Gaskin, who's the head of, who's one of the Netflix members. I I, un, I understand, and by the way, I you know I I know this goes around a lot on social media that you know people that within Netflix are involved in companies who are benefiting, I suppose, from COVID, and you know Eamon Ryan's brother has been mentioned as well, who also benefits from COVID nineteen, and the reason for that, a lot of that happening was. Uh, just to clarify it for people. Now, don't get me wrong. I do believe there should be full transparency and everybody should be well aware of who's getting what. And in fairness to the newspapers, the Irish Times ran a story about that last week. But what I'm saying is, at the moment, during a pandemic or during an emergency situation, the idea of tendering, and I'm sure you're aware of what that's about, uh, where companies, many companies have to tender for a particular contract with the government, had to go out the window because things had to be done quickly. So... I understand why that happens. I don't necessarily agree with it, Charles, but I understand yeah. why that happens. Yeah, was, I, and I don't want to get into that whole conversation now because then we're completely moving away from what well, we're talking well, about. Well, Breda, go on, sorry, Breda, go on. You want to say something finally on that? Say, like, with regards to tendering, that's two balls of, I won't say what. You know, I mean, people, companies are very... Um, are very on on the ball now and you could have a tender out in, in 24 hours, you know. So I'm sorry, I completely disagree. So if government turns around, say, in the middle of May last year and said, listen, we need, you know, a million quids worth of PPE tomorrow for Tala Hospital, you know, and, and some company comes forward and said, well, look, I, I know Johnny's brother, he does PPE, we can get that in there tonight. In the middle of an emergency situation, I can understand how that can happen. Rather than, okay, we'll put it out to tender, put it up online, five companies apply. It might take minimum five or six days then to decide which company is deserving and is te- has tax clearance certificates and all sorts of other things to get a tendering process going. But you're in the meantime, Aer Lingus are flying every day to China to bring the people. Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Anyway, yeah. sorry, getting back to what we're okay. talking about, our civic duty, because we're going off on a tangent now. So, yeah. Charles, you believe it would make you a rat, essentially. Is Charles gone? Oh, I've lost him there. Okay. I have to take a break anyway. The number is 87 188 That's 87 Pardon me. Treble zero eight. And the question we're quite simply asking you, if you knew somebody was blatantly abusing the social welfare system and the tax system uh, by claiming a PUP payment, working for cash on the side, not taking back their original job uh, because they're making out like a bandit, would you report them? Uh, yeah, just a bit of breaking news there from Sky News. England have been charged by UEFA after fans shine a laser in the Denmark keeper's eyes uh, during the penalty, of course, last night, if you were watching the match between England and Denmark. And they show a picture there. You can clearly see there's a laser in his eyes. Now, I don't think it made any difference to what happened because he did save the penalty it was only afterwards obviously they, they scored well obviously on the rebound um, but they've also been fined as well uh, for booing the Denmark Denmark national anthem 
Why would you find... I'm curious as to why you would find England and the club for that because they can't be responsible for what the fans do, I suppose. And also they're also being fined for people having fireworks or lighting fireworks. It's €800 Euro per firework. €8,000, I believe, the fine for the laser pen is. And I don't know what sort of fine they're going to get for the people booing the national anthem. It's got, I, I, it's got a difficult decision to make there, isn't it? I mean, why would you find the team and, you know, the England team for that, I suppose you're fine in the country, really, aren't you, I suppose? Anyway, getting back to what we're talking about. Back to snitching. Fran, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Fran? How you, know? Uh Fran, I mean, look, it's an interesting situation. I mean, somebody's working, you know, doing takeaway deliveries at night and claiming a PUP payment at the same time when they're meant to be back in their own job. I mean, what do you do in that situation? Um, well, in my case, I just done it for a couple of months just to, to, to kind of make ends meet. Really, you were doing you know? deliveries, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now, was, well, obviously, I was looking for a job, but it was, I was just on the PUP for a few months, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'd get bored, so I just had to be doing something. So I just went out and just, that's what i done for a few months. And, and, and not only that, by the way, and, you know, I, I'm not a person who doesn't understand. You could have been on a lot more than 350 and you have to pay bills to pay, mortgage to pay, you know, yeah. mouths to feed, all that kind of stuff. And I understand why people would do that. I'm not yeah. coming down on people, but in this yeah. particular case, the girl has been offered her job back. Yeah, well, that's 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 a little bit different, I suppose. You know, yeah. I, I only I only pulled it open it because I seen five hundred quid and, and like I know somebody who gets five hundred yeah. quid who's doing that. I, well, I don't. I, well, I don't. So like, it's, it's obviously because I, I just. Yeah, I'm just it sounded a lot to me. Anyway, well, he's you know, working. But, uh, I, the guy I know works for three different takeaways uh, in, yeah. in, in when I say rural Ireland. Well, in another town in Ireland, I don't yeah. want to say where. But yeah, and he yeah. he's doing three to four nights a week, and he told me he's getting between five and six hundred a week. Well, well, that's 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 a lot of money because like after petrol and the whole lot, I was lucky to clear like forty to fifty quid a night, and that was the like five, six yeah. hours. One of the, one of the, place, one of the places he works, hour, like, you know? yeah, one of the chippers I know gives him like a standing amount. They give him 60 quid a day or 60 quid a night and then he gets commission yeah. on top of that. I know yeah. some of them do that. Uh, yeah. So just for turning up essentially. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I mean, I suppose it's big business at the moment because, you know, Deliveroo and Just Eat and all of those. Yeah. I mean, it is big yeah. business, isn't it? Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Maybe he's just, he's just he kind of landed in, a, in, in kind of a good spot. A parking place for him, like, but, yeah. uh, like from my not from my knowledge and from what, what I've been told by other drivers, like it's it's, it's not that much at all. Like it's, it's see, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe you're better off in a small town where you're kind of everybody's yeah. near each other. You can do a lot yeah. more deliveries, and there wouldn't be as many people doing it either. And he's he's probably the main man there too. You know what I mean? Where there's you could go into some place where I was, I won't say where, but uh, there was like nine or ten drivers kind of on a roster. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and what's the story, you know, Fran, from a tax point of view? Do you pay your own, are you meant to pay your own tax or do they pay um, tax for I, you? I think you're supposed to pay your own tax yeah. and the whole lot, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, but like, as I said, I was only on it for a couple of months and I, I didn't I didn't like it anyway, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. No, well, it's not, a, it's, not a, it's not a career, let's be clear yeah, about that. Yeah, it's not a career. No, as I said, I, just, I was on the PUP and I, and, and I said, I'll give it a couple of months and then I just done that, get out of the house and, you know, mm. pay a few bills and then I went back work, thankfully, so. Yeah, we'll, we'll, stay, we'll stay there for a second because I want to go to Padraig yeah. as well. Padraig, you're in Ireland's classic kids. How are you doing? Yeah. Greetings of fellow patriots. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ almighty. <laughs> Hiya, Padraig. How are you doing? I'll tell you something, Niall. You, you actually love yourself. The award-winning Niall Boylan show, no less, 
You don't hear an award-winning Joe Duffy show. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he hasn't won any awards. Actually, by the way, can you just get it right, Patrick? Seems you're on, it seems you're on a praising moment. It's the multi-award-winning and the world-award-winning. Well, there's no doubt about it. I you deserve it. But if you're a, ch- I bet you wish you were a chuck icy, you can lick yourself to death. <laughs> right. Look, you know, Fran was working in a takeaway and getting a PUB payment at one point for a short period just to put food on the table. Now, he's not doing it now, but at one point just to put a bit of food on the table. But this girl is obviously doing it wholesale. Uh, yeah. Pavlik, would you snitch? Well, what that guy was doing wouldn't have a problem with now because, like I said, he was making ends meet and he was only doing it for a short period of time. Uh, like I said, he'd at the previous juncture, my problem is, and most people's problem is, uh, people that are doing, pre, even pre-COVID, that are drawing the dough, but maybe long term, 20, 30, 40 years, and working five days a week, cash in hand, and drawing the social, which we, numerous of, that's what people have a problem with, Niall. And like, like you said, that guy was doing what he, what he had to do. As regards, to, there's a huge fraud ele- element, like I cited at the pre- previous juncture now. There's a, a, a huge... Um, Fraud uh, element in this PUP payment, and um, out of the, it just take construction nineteen thousand three hundred in receipt of it. Um, I told you before, and I tell you again, my brother-in-law is in social protection. He gives me ch- chapter and verse, and out of that. So the point you're making in relation to construction at the moment is there is no reason for anybody in construction to be out of work at the moment. Here's one for you and for your list. That's the point I think you're trying to make, by the way. Correct. Yeah. Out of the nineteen thousand three hundred, uh, sixteen thousand of them are not living in the Republic of Ireland. And I don't have to draw you a picture or your listeners a picture. We, we all know what's going on there. Well, look, we, we do know that there was fraud outside of the Republic of Ireland. Uh, if we go back to the ash cloud, by the way, where a lot of people were caught uh, right. coming from certain countries around Europe who are, who are literally on cheap flights flying into Ireland and collecting social welfare and flying back out again. And, right. the, and during the ash cloud, a lot of them were caught by the Department of Social Welfare. That's still going on. Uh, sure. Particularly with COVID, a lot of people claimed the PUP payment, went back to their own countries and are still claiming yeah. it. Yeah, they, they accidentally on purpose forgot to close their account, shock horror, uh, because th- these people have probably never come back, to, come back to this country again. I'm well, some will, but some won't. Some yeah. will, some won't. Well, but the point is, it's fraud. And if I was living in Poland, Nile, and it was uh, the opposite effect... And I was, or I, any particular country in Europe I that it happened to be from, yeah. yeah. Europe, <laughs> the world even... Being an honest individual, I would have closed my account. But that's that's most people now. That's not just me. But you see, these people, it's not their country. They don't care about this country or the taxpayer. So hence the fraud, you know. Mm. I mean, I, I do get that. So you, if we go back to what Leo Varadkar was trying to promote going back a few years ago, you would happily... Uh, if you knew of somebody who was doing it wholesale, as you said, in other words, they were claiming a welfare payment and working, you know, four or five days a week, getting cash uh, constantly all the time, you would happily report them. Not just me, Niall. Uh, other people, ha- I know people that have uh, snitched on people. You used to get 50 quid years ago. Um, to do, I don't know what, they, what it is now, but um, that used to be the case. P- numerous people have snitched on other people. Mm-hmm. Like you say, Niall, if, if some people are struggling, paying a mortgage, paying taxes... Paying into the system, other people are like going on two or three holidays a year and rubbing your nose in the Nile. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you be a bit upset now? Okay, but stay there because Jerry, you're on Ireland's classic kids. How you doing, Jerry? Fine, Nile. Happy Thursday to you. Happy Thursday to you, Jerry. You wouldn't. You wouldn't report anybody, no. Well, really, if you go right back to the start and say I've never been pro lockdown anyway, so anybody who has lost their job and they got stuck on this three fifty and they're making up the difference, fair play, some go for it. Even though it's illegal. Well, 
I know, I'm, I'm just pointing it out, sorry. Illegal, unlawful, let's get into the argument. Okay, uh, well, illegal, park, park COVID, Jer, for the moment, right? This is, this is the part, well... Just, no, 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 I'm asking you just to park COVID for the moment. I mean, Patrick is talking about people who are even on social welfare uh, long term and were working on the side five days a week. He said he would report somebody. Yeah, I, I'm not in agreement with that, but I probably wouldn't report them. I'd be saying, look, if you're going to work five days, you might as well just go work and get, get your... Well, you why will they when they when, why will they when they can make a lot more by doing what they're doing? That's the point, isn't it? That the product is making they're, well, they're I, making I, more money. I I don't believe that many people are making an awful lot more. If you know, so, so you don't believe that type of fraud is is rampant. It's, not, it's it's like the caller you had on earlier. There, you might there's a few in between, like they're extreme. It's not anyone on the dole doing the odd mixer here and there is not mm. reeling in. They're not reeling in loads at all. No, no. You know? But they're, but they're still claiming a payment they shouldn't be claiming. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't be reporting them. You know, I mean, do you have a do, do you think you have a civic duty to? Around, you know? Do you think you have a civic duty to report people? Is it your job as a citizen? No, I'm not being trained in anything like this. But whose <laughs> job? Well, then whose job is it? It's take care of these. Yeah, well, okay. But Jer, if you, as I mentioned, somebody earlier on, if you're walking down the road and saw a house broken into, it's not your job, you know, to to arrest that person. But you would call the guards, wouldn't you? Because you feel that's your civic duty, you know, even though it's none of your business. It is your civic duty, isn't it? I do see them as different crimes, though. Like a house mm. being broken into well, is a personal crime. That's somebody's home being invaded. It's not the same as someone scramming a bit of tax out of the system. You know, they're, mm. they're, they're different crimes. They don't scramming don't a bit of social anyway. welfare. That's fraud. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's not a personal... You might go into the whole technical of eventually get us through tax and all over again. Like well, there's no, well, they say there's no such thing as a victimless crime. There is some victims. Yeah. The victim, the victim, Jerry, is if you're working, it's an extra tenner out of your pocket, pocket a week or, or out of Patrick's pocket. That, that tenner will still come out of my pocket. It just might go somewhere else. I, I, I'm not going to gain any money. Like, if I go in and report the guy who's been on welfare and he's working, it's not going to put any extra money back in my pocket tax-wise. I mean, I'm still going to lose that money on tax. The tax money's just going to go into one of them TDs' pockets for... Okay. Like an aeroplane or something. You know? For an aeroplane. Uh, Patrick, okay, so the, the point Jerry's making is, as far as he's concerned, it's a reasonably victimless crime and it's not quite the same as breaking into someone's house. It's, uh, look, there's no such sure thing as a vic- victimless crime, Niall. It's, it's, it's a bit like insurance fraud. Uh, the premiums have gone up uh, exponentially because people, obviously, they have to make their money elsewhere with all these fraudulent that's, claims. That's not true. It is. That is true, no, actually. And it well, there was a report out the other day, actually, that the amount of claims that have actually gone down, but however, but, yeah. but, but not substantially. Shock horror the, the claims have gone down when in this jurisdiction for, for soft tissue injury, i.e. whiplash, the, the going rate was 25k, where in, in, in the UK it was only 5 grand. grand. Let's get real here now. You have to cut the incentive. Mm, I mean, you, you can't argue with that, Jerry. You know, we do have a bit of a claim culture in this country and ridiculous insurance payouts. Fraud the, insurance fraud is not the reason that we have high insurance policies. No, no, I, I'm well aware these insurance companies are making substantial profits. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not denying that. But they're going to continue to make su- substantial profits. And if they need to make 20% profit on, on their turnover per year and more people are claiming, well, then they're going to put the price of the premiums no, up. That's more, just the way it works. Claim it is the thing that they're... About. Like, that's not true at all. Well it, is, well, it is true to an extent because they're paying out per head of population more than most other countries. That's these the point, the isn't pay, it? These are the high payouts. Well, there is or a lot of payouts. Not, Jer, not, Jer, I mean, Padraig made a point there about whiplash in this country. You'll get anywhere between 10 and 20 grand for whiplash in this country. Where if you yeah, go to the UK and claim whiplash, you'll be lucky to get four grand. 
um, the whiplash is only a one-off payment as well, though. You can only do it once in your life. Yeah, I know, but it's still a ridiculous amount of money. Yeah. For something that generally is fraudulent. Because I can tell you now that most people that I know that have claimed whiplash claims, there was nothing wrong with them. There's not that huge amount of fraudulent insurance claims going through. The insurance company will tell you there is, but there isn't. The problem with insurance is the high payouts for actual claims. Like, if you break a fingernail, you can get up to 10 grand for breaking a finger. Like, you know, that's ridiculous. Of course, it's, it's not you get more than 10 grand for a broken finger. Yeah, but it's not fraudulent. You, you know what I mean? So, the high payouts are wrong. It's not because of fraudulent payouts. That's, but, that's insurance, though. That's a different thing again. Well, it's because the payouts and the court awards are too high. And the, these insurance companies need to make money. And they will make money. And they will make big profits because that's their job and that's what they want to do. Can't hold that against them. Uh, and they still need to make a percentage of the profits over their turnover. So if they have more claims in, they charge you and me more. That's just the way it works. That's the way the money around works. Jerem uh, Patrick, thanks very much today. Look, I have to take a break. Uh, keep texting. Keep what's happening. There is 87 8 Some of the texts, by the way, come in. Noll, you're talking nonsense. This is just Denmark suggesting that somebody shone a laser into his eyes to defend themselves from a bad lose. They're sore losers. No, well, it's not actually. I'm looking at it here on the news. And there's a close-up picture of him standing. Uh, hopefully, the, it's not fake news. But there's a of him standing waiting to save the penalty, which he did, by the way. Initially, I suppose. Um, and uh, you can clearly see the red laser on his face, just under his eye. You can clearly see the red laser light. So somebody did do it. And whoever did that, by the way, should be ashamed of themselves. Oh, right, let me get back to the social welfare. Linda, you're on Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Linda? Hey, now. Would, Linda, would you, if you knew somebody was blatantly abusing the social welfare system, the PUP system, and working on the side and pay, getting cash and all that, would you report them? No. Never? No. Is it none of your business? I don't think it's anyone's business. We're well, not paid to do that. It's people paid to, paid to do that and you don't do it. Mm-hmm. Because there's always, there's always an outcome and something like that. And I mean, there's enough of them in this country that don't pay tax. There should be. The more you earn, the less tax you pay. So we still little walker, as far as I'm concerned, that gets cut for everything. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. You pay through the nose for everything. Yeah. The ones with less pay more, usually. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... Mind you, you know, obviously... When we look at Ireland, for example, I can't remember the exact stat, but the majority of tax is in this country is taken from the top 10 companies, which are usually multinational companies, big companies, you know, we're paying PRSI and PYE and everything else. Low, yeah. co- low corporation tax, mind you. But however, uh, they pay we the majority of tax. We get for everything. Mm. And they want us, there's people sitting in offices twirling their thumbs, same as in hospitals, getting top wages, doing absolutely nothing all day. And they want you to, to tell, yeah. so to speak. But, Someone earning a few bob, why would you tell you know, your business in the end of the day because. But, but, if, you, but if you bed. knew, if you knew that a percentage, a large percentage, and let's just make up a figure because I think this is the figure, there's some figure of something like 2.5 billion is in the black economy, what they call the black economy. That's the cash yeah. economy. You know, builders yeah. working for cash and everything else. And if you knew that you could eradicate that, which would be 2. Point something billion back into the economy, which in turn may lead, may lead you to you paying less tax, would that not be a good thing? No, I don't believe it pay less tax. You don't believe it? No, I, I, no a lot of, a lot no, of people agree with you, by the way. Yeah, the government is getting rise after rise after rise. And what does the walker get? Nothing. At the end of the day, we get absolutely nothing. But this girl in the email has been told to go back to work. She was she lost her job during COVID, obviously. But she must have a fairly nosy neighbour and she knows everything about her. Well, the, the neighbours... <laughs> <laughs> the neighbour said that the mother is telling anybody who listen. <laughs> but she, I mean, it is a problem for a lot of businesses at the moment. They cannot get people to come back to work because Pup is paying them too much money. 
And maybe if they pay the right wages in the beginning, they'd have people working for them. Well, that's a good point. But stay there just a second. Let me go to Penny as well. But wait, hang on. Penny, you're in Ireland's Classic Hits. Hello there. How are you doing this morning? Good. Well, it's ironic your name is Penny and we're talking about money, but how whenever. <laughs> <laughs> Miss Money Penny here. Yeah. Penny, <laughs> do, would you um, tell on somebody or would you would you report somebody? Um, it wasn't that that I was ringing you about. What I was ringing you about was um, I was on the pups. I'm not anymore. I came off at the start of June when I was back to work. Mm-hmm. However, I was aware uh, when I was on the pups from reading through the mywelfare.ie site that you are allowed to earn up to €960 in an eight-week period on the pup. I thought that was only for specific professions. No. It's a general thing. It was 480 um, in a a four-week period at first, and then they changed it to 960 in an eight-week period. Was that not just to accommodate, say, people like the self-employed, taxi drivers? Oh, you are self-employed. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right, so that what uh, now this girl is not self-employed, by the way. She's okay. Yeah, so I, she was working a job, and I she's been asked to go back. To know that, oh yeah, you know people like for my. Oh no, I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. Yes. Okay, if, if if you know a little job came along that was in the area of work that you're doing, and you just want to keep turning over tipping weights, something you can do within the terms Absolutely. of the restrictions, which was very very limited. Yeah, I know I know a lot of taxi drivers would have used that to do a little bit of work to try and make up a little few quid of the weekend or whatever it happened to be. Mind you, yeah. some of them said for the paperwork you have to do to get it, it's hardly worth your while. But anyway, but I know okay. it was there for the for the self-employed as well. But this particular yeah. girl, Penny, she was working in a job who offered her a job back, but yeah. she's refused no. to go back because she's getting the pup and work and delivering well, takeaways. No, that I wouldn't agree with. Yeah. So would you? So here, so here's the question again. Let me ask the question before we go into the break again. Um, you know, Linda said she clearly wouldn't report her. Would you report somebody? Forget about PUP payments. Let's say somebody who was claiming social welfare before COVID even, and was working on the side for cash and claiming social welfare. Would you report them? I've, I've never been put in that position, so I, I don't know how I'd feel. <laughs> <laughs> She's claiming the fifth, Linda. <laughs> God, I've never, never. You know, people. Business is their business, not mine. So I don't ask people those kind of questions. Okay, all right. Listen, ladies, thank you very much indeed. Thank, thank you, you Miss Moneypenny. Just, just wanted to make that <laughs> point about being allowed to earn because okay. I hadn't heard that at all in the conversation. All right, okay. Listen, thank you very much indeed. All right. Okay. Well, all thank right. you. Bye-bye. Yeah, just to clarify, for people who are self-employed, like taxi drivers, et cetera, et cetera, that was, provision was put in, uh, going back, I think, last September, that was put in, that you can earn up to a certain amount of money. You can find all that information on the Department of Social Welfare's website. Uh, you can earn a certain amount per month and still have it not affect your PUP payment. And the idea was that was to try and get the self-employed back to work again because obviously it's different to being employed but of course in reference to what we were talking about today this particular person was actually employed not self-employed real people real opinions real talk radio the multi award-winning niall boylan show classic hits